Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Climate change and the policies aimed at slowing it will shape the path of economic growth this century. Investors are already earmarking industries that should prosper and those that will be hurt by the transition away from carbon. It means less talk about, but uh, it is the energy transition's potential impact on inflation that we are focusing on today. That's right. And Salman Ahmad, Global Head of Macro and Strategic Asset Allocation at Fidelity, discusses this and more in his latest report, which focuses on how climate change will impact strategic asset allocation. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. Wonderful to have you with us. So in your report, you state that an effective response to climate change will require putting a price on carbon emissions. You know, carbon Carbon tax, it's not a new concept. It's been around for a while. So what's changed now? Well, what has changed is, is, is the willingness and understanding of, uh, of the role of emissions is playing in, in, in driving climate change. So the latest IPCC report was much more unequal, uh, you know, unequivocal about the role of human activity in driving climate change. And I think the science behind that is getting much more tighter. And, and as a result... If we are to get, bring emissions down, uh, especially carbon emissions down, we have to put price on that externality. So although the concept of carbon pricing is not new itself, uh, the, the understanding of behind what emissions are doing to climate and as a result, the actions which are needed to mitigate that means that appropriate pricing mechanism has to be in place to mm. bring the demand for emissions down. Salman, what kind of uh, acceleration would you expect in carbon pricing, though, post-2026? So on that one, I think it will, uh, our view is that it will vary from country to country. There are some countries who are quite aggressive about it, and to a certain extent, China are taking the lead. While in the U.S., the view on carbon pricing is much more weaker than it is in the case in Europe or, or China, for example. So it's going to be, uh, in our view, there will be huge differences by country. Our projections are that carbon price, which is globally at around $3 per ton, has mm-hmm. to increase rapidly going forward. So talk to us about why that 2026 date is so important when it comes to carbon pricing. COP26 obviously is coming through. We have uh, uh, the multi-year plans being put in place. This uh, uh, COP26 is going to be critical uh, in bringing the different policy makers and governments on the table. And I think uh, 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 more and more science uh, gets clearer on this, uh, the fact that uh, emissions have to slow down rapidly and quickly Otherwise, the 1.5C Paris Agreement, uh, you know, Paris Alignment Goal will become much more difficult to achieve. So the sooner this starts, the easier uh, and smoother the, uh, the transition can be. Otherwise, we are looking at a situation where politics takes over mm-hmm. and these carbon prices have to rise very rapidly. So what does this mean for companies? And perhaps you can break that down before we get into carbon pricing and the impact on inflation. Well, so basically, as we know, the vast majority of the emissions are, are coming through in the, in the manufacturing chain and, and there is a, obviously a consumption chain involved there. So companies and, and sectors which are major sources of carbon emissions, they are facing an increasing level of tax burden or potential increases in carbon prices. That is a direct hit to their earnings. And at the same time, also face the, the risk of regulatory changes, which may happen abruptly. So all that means that the long-term 
investment potential of some of these sectors is under pressure. And the EU, of course, also announced a plan to introduce a carbon tax from 2026 on the import of various goods, depending on the amount of carbon dioxide emissions produced in manufacturing as well. So, as you mentioned, some of those manufacturing industries are going to be hit quite hard, but perhaps trade flows as well. Definitely. If we uh, look at some of the projections which are coming through, for example, by NGFS, which is a network of grading of financial system, it's a body of all the major central banks and supervisors. They are looking at carbon prices increasing uh, by 300 to 400% easily over the next few years. So that's a significant increase in mm. tax burden for some of these companies. And on top of that, we are also looking at regulatory changes, which can completely change the business model of some of these companies involved. We're talking to Salman Ahmed, Global Head of Macro and Strategic Asset Allocation at Fidelity. Salman, how would introduction of a meaningful uh, global carbon pricing scheme affect inflation? So on that one, we have been doing quite a bit of projection exercises. Of course, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's based on uh, on number of assumptions. What we think, for, for example, countries like U.S. and Europe, you're looking at 100 to 200 basis point increase in inflation just because the policies introduced to tackle mm. climate change. Those are meaningful numbers and they may persist for a number of years. And that's one of the reasons why we think greenflation is a real phenomenon because ultimately carbon right now is a free commodity which needs to have a proper price put on it, but it is an input cost. And that will lead to uh, higher inflation for some of these major economies we are focused on. Where are we likely to see this greenflation or inflationary pressure felt the most? It will vary from country to country because uh, climate change affects countries differently. The uh, mm-hmm. country's economic structures also vary. Definitely, uh, Asia is really, for example, we are focused on China, uh, where it is a major consumption and production country, where carbon emissions are increasing throughout the value chain. I think uh, the impact on inflation could be around 300 to 400 basis points per year if uh, a meaningful increase in carbon prices comes through. Okay, then, uh, Saman, what else should investors be aware of in terms of this inflation? Well, the first thing is that even in the macro, the way the macro regimes are shifting, the massive fiscal stimulus which were done after the pandemic and the very easy monetary policies, there is a reason to think that inflation is here to stay. And when we look at parameters of climate, uh, climate policies which are starting to take shape and the important role carbon prices will play there, we think that inflation has uh, legs, which uh, legs to stand on, and there is persistence, which we need to be careful about, which is something we have not been used to over the last 20 years. So looking forward then, perhaps you can talk to us, I mean, looking at modeling techniques, which basically map the transition of climate change pathways on, um, you know, macroeconomic variables, as these become more robust, how are you building climate-aware capital market assumptions then? As you rightly pointed out, uh, the the, uh, work in this area is becoming much more robust. Uh, So we are using a variety of so-called damage functions, which map climate change and impact on physical risks, and we translate that into output losses or GDP losses versus baselines. We are also looking at the impact it has on inflation. And then we are also looking at technology and the role technology can play to mitigate climate change through lower emissions. We are all putting all those factors together. There are a lot of assumptions and uncertainty there. We are basically modeling that to see what is the impact we get on long-term risk and return assumptions, which we use to underpin strategic asset allocation. All in all, one point I can mention is that if climate change is not tackled, then as an investor, we will struggle to make the case of investing in countries like India, Brazil, or others 
who are very much exposed to the typical risk of climate change over the next several decades. Well, Saman, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and for sharing all your insights. Thank you very much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Salman Ahmad, Global Head of Macro and Strategic Asset Allocation at Fidelity. This has been Eco Money. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.